Welcome to Dreams X Trash Podcast. Hey, I'm Oscar, co-host of Dreams X Trash, Kenyan living and working in Japan with dreams of being more than an unknown writer. And I'm Jason, fellow co-host of Dreams X Trash, Kenyan living in Japan and tech and art enthusiast. And Jason, what do we do here? Well, Dreams X Trash is a podcast hosted by us, two Kenyans living in Japan. We have lived in Japan for a combined period of six years, six years, and English Jesus. teachers. <laughs> Jesus is right. The conversations <laughs> are a parasocial look at Japanese, Kenyan culture, society, history, philosophy, and a lot of bullshit that swirls around in our lives. I agree with that. And these conversations are a journey of us attempting to make sense of our lives, the world around us, and us trying to make something of what little knowledge we have. And we do have very little knowledge. And that journey starts right now. Good evening, wonderful listeners. This is another week at Dreams X Trash. As you might have noticed, it is just me welcoming the podcast this wonderful evening, morning, afternoon, depending on where you are, because this is another week where Jason is unfortunately not with us. Uh, I will explain why he's not with us at the end of the episode. As usual, I'm going to start off by giving a gratitude to our listeners, and this week's gratitude goes out to Emily. Emily, you know who you are, you know how much we value you as a listener, as a part of our lives. Thank you so much for your support, and you will not be forgotten as we grow and become the number one podcast in the world. You heard it here first. Actually, you heard it here last week when Jason said it with Stephen. Uh, so this week, as usual, uh, I'm going to be talking about a, a subject, a particular subject. And the subject in question is marriage and relationships. Despite Jason not being here, I will not be alone. We have a guest. But before I introduce the guest, I would like to discuss the thing that Jason and I always forget to do. And we always end up doing it in the middle of the podcast, which is the trash bag. So as we might have mentioned in the past, as we have mentioned in the past, Jason and I came up with this idea of the trash bag, which is an attempt at us trying to make the podcast a curse-free environment. So whenever someone uses a swear word, you know what I mean. We drop a hundred yen into a pot, a hundred yen, which is maybe what a dollar in America, a hundred shillings in Kenya. I don't know how much that is in euros. And after every couple of months, that money is deposited into a charity's account. That is our attempt to make the podcast a curse free environment. So, with no further ado, I would like to welcome our guest of the week, or rather, my guest of the week. My guest is Yumiko Ruto. Yumiko Ruto, introduce yourself. I'm Yumiko Ruto. Mm-hmm. I turned 30 this year. Where are you from? Where are you from? I'm from Osaka. Osaka. Mm. And for all the listeners who are non-Japanese and have never been to Japan, I actually got an interesting question once. I was doing an AA meeting online with a friend. Mm-hmm. And while we were having the meeting, I said we're from Osaka. And someone asked us, where is Osaka? What's that? You know, so mm. for people who are not Japanese, where mm. is Osaka? What is Osaka? What is Osaka? Yeah, where is Osaka? What is Osaka? 
<laughs> Osaka is a ci- one of the cities of Japan. Yeah, one of the cities yeah. of Japan. Okay, and for all those listeners who might have suspected, my name is Oscar Ruto and Yumi Kuruto here is my wife. And that's why the theme of today's episode is marriage and relationships. So Yumiko, how long have you and I been married? It's been about six years now. Six years, that was since December of 2015. Yeah, yeah. around... Yeah. And how long have we known each other? 2012. 2012, yeah, maybe July or August of 2012. Wow. Yeah, it's been mm. a long time, it's been a long time. Mm. And I was a kid, I was a kid. <laughs> How old were you? How old were you then? I was like 20. I was 16 or 17, I'm not even sure. 21, yeah. I think. Yeah. I was, yeah. Yeah, so so I made up a list of questions because when you talk to your wife on a podcast, it's very hard to just speak freely. Mm. So, I, of course, <laughs> this is very challenging for me too. So, who are we? This is Yumiko and Oscar Ruto, <laughs> the Rutos. And Yumiko and I, as we've said, we've been married since 2015. That's a long time. We were both very young. Mm. very very young. Mm. you know it's funny that when i was in high school when i was in high school uh, i you will always say that i will never get married and one of my cousins said mm. one of my cousins said the people who say they'll never get married get married the earliest mm. <laughs> you know and it turned out to be true <laughs> <laughs> so you how old were you when you got married 23 yeah 20 23 24 yeah 24 Oh, 24. Yeah. Uh, I think so. And did you think you'll get married when you were that age? No, no, yeah. no. I was thinking about the same thing as you did. Like yeah. I wouldn't get married. Yeah. 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 It's fun like you and I were thinking the same thing we would get married we would. Yeah. Get <laughs> <laughs> so prior to getting married, before getting married, what did you want to do with your life? Yeah, I used to I used to think about getting a nice job. Mhm. And I wanted to be a, like, you know, career woman. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm. mm-hmm. And then I used to dream mm-hmm. about to be a CA. CA, which is for those who don't know, that's cabin attendants or flight attendants. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what, that was my dream. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so when you talk about finding a good job, so being in Japan as long as I have been, mm. my image of a stable job in quotes in Japan is someone who tends to work overtime someone who overworks you know mm. what is called zangyo in Japanese which is just overtime Mm-mm. so from what i have come to learn maybe also what you have told me mm. is that companies tend to pay workers extra depending on how many extra hours they work right mm. like yeah, yeah. like maybe 10000 yen or 20000 yen for like 20 hours of extra work per, mu- per month how much how much is it Uh, it depends on the companies mm-hmm. but like uh, the average is like uh, maybe 20 hours mm-hmm. expected mm-hmm. and maybe which you say 20 hours expected so the company expects mm. you to work 20 yeah, hours yeah, yeah. extra every month they just yeah. expect that yeah they expect <laughs> and then also they give you yeah. money for that mm-hmm. and it's including your like you know salary So kind of. what if I join a Japanese company mm. and I don't work the extra 20 hours? Is it okay if I just go home at at five? Yeah, I think if you if you can finish your tasks, doesn't. So it's not like they stop me. Like they would tell me you have to stay here for those extra 20 hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. I mean, no. No. They don't. They don't force you. They don't force you. But do people leave 
I mean, like, do people go home instead of like st- doing overtime? Oh, uh, some people do, I yeah, guess. Yeah. Mm, but like, the, when the when you find a job, mm-hmm. it's always written in the contract. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, in the contract. Mm. So you should check mm. like how long it is. Okay, okay. Uh, and then, like, my company mm-hmm. says 40 hours. 40 hours of extra work? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Mm. Okay, so now back to the main question I wanted to work to <laughs> statement I want to point oh, out. Yeah. yeah? <laughs> Which is, so you said you wanted to have a job, right? Mm. And you wanted to be a career woman. Mm. And what what did you see as the value of being a career woman? Why, why did you aspire for that? Why did you want to be that instead of choosing to start a family? Why mm. did that seem more appeasing to you? Maybe because of where I grew up. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Osaka is a kind of one of the biggest city in Japan. Mm. So people like having a, like, you know, a lot of money, first of all, mm-hmm. to buy nice things, mm-hmm. to live somewhere nice. Mm-hmm. And then when you get that family, like you're supposed to have a lot of money. Mm-hmm. As in save, mm-hmm. and also like, Annual. Mm. Uh, annual income. Income, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. But now that you wanted to, mm. you, you said earlier that you didn't want to get married, right? Just like me. Mm-hmm. And your reason was, I think your reason was more clear than mine. Mm. When I was a kid and you asked me why I didn't want to get married, maybe I never had a clear answer. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why I ended up being married because, you know, people say you should have focus in your life. Yeah. I didn't even have focus in the fact that I didn't uh-huh. want to get married. <laughs> so... So yeah, so you said you want to be a CA, mm. and of course, maybe for the, li- li- the listeners don't know that mm. you of course never became a CA. Mm. And why didn't you become a CA? I don't know. I just thought maybe marriage life isn't so bad. <laughs> I think there was one time when you. Uh. So there was there was one when I was in Kenya when we were, we were dating long distance. Mm. You had an interview once with Emirates, mm. and then that, that didn't go as expected. Mm. And when I moved to Japan, you had another interview. Mm. And I don't know how well that was going, but I assumed because mm. you had prior experience with the interview, yeah, that would go better than the last interview. Mm. And I told you not to go for the interview. Mm. I think I told you not to do it, right? Mm. And the reason I did that was because I felt that I had come to Japan. I had come back to Japan primarily because I wanted to be with you. Mm. And you getting a job as a cabinet attendant will mean that I will you wouldn't be around me because I assume they work for like at least they're out of the country mm. most of the of the month, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's why I felt like why why would I come here and then you go there, you know, or you go elsewhere. Mm. <laughs> so that's why maybe I feel like don't I that's why I was motivated strongly to tell you not to go. Mm. Do you have any regret, regrets about that? Now like okay after like Raha was born Oh, so for the yeah, listeners, yeah. Raha is our daughter. Huh? Yeah, I don't really. Mm, you don't. Mm, but before, sometimes I thought like if I had that job, mm-hmm. maybe my career wasn't like this now. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I sometimes I used to think like that. Mm-hmm. But of course, I don't like. Even though I, I like you know. I had that interview mm-hmm. at that time. Mm-hmm. I wasn't sure I was going to take that job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think everyone 
who's married i don't i don't mean just dating definitely not dating maybe but definitely marriage is that people make very big sacrifices for marriage and i think this is one of those sacrifices that people made that you made which is like to give up on a job opportunity to sustain a mar- in order to sustain a marriage to help a marriage grow or rather just to to appease your husband you know are there any other sacrifices you've made for the sake of marriage i don't know mm. you don't know mm, yeah. maybe I, i don't know maybe i did or i do mm. but i don't know what it is like, clearly Mm, yeah, yeah. I, I feel the same way like if someone posed me that question like maybe I don't know how I can answer because mm. like I've said like me for the listeners I've been married since I was I've been in this marriage since I was 21 mm. so I don't know a life outside of this marriage so if you ask me what's a sacrifice for the marriage I just feel like this mm. is just my everyday life I don't know what do you mean a sacrifice <laughs> <laughs> this is just a life of living <laughs> yeah so I don't I don't like I don't have any idea mm-hmm. what I could do. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. If I was a single. Mm. Yeah, I, I I almost can't imagine being single, you know? Mm. You know, I've been in a relationship since I was 17. <laughs> I haven't been been single since I was 17, you know? Mm. Even yeah, like it's like when we met, I already had a girlfriend. Mm. And as soon as I broke up with that girl, you and I started dating. You know, mm. <laughs> so I haven't been single since I was 17. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know what it's like to be single. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What mm. about you? I feel the same, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, maybe yeah. there is something that I always th- like for Jason, for instance. Mm. Jason has been. I don't know. He has been single for a long time. It's just this year that he started dating, mm. and he's been living alone for a long time. Mm. So I always tend to ask myself how would I be if I was living alone like Jason? Mm. What would my life look like if I was single in Japan? Mm. I don't know if it would be good or bad. Mm. But I'm definitely <laughs> curious as to how my life would have turned out if I was single in this country. Mm. Yeah. 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 Mm. Being single mm. in Japan. Mm. Your life must be so different. Of course, of course. I wouldn't have these responsibilities. I wouldn't be thinking of you know Yeah. Uh, buying formula for a baby, you know, buying mm. diapers, uh, thinking about what like health care, health insurance for a baby, you know, such mm. things. I would think about, you know, spending money for a mm. romantic date maybe once in a month or something, you know. Mm. I you know such things. Mm. Maybe of course I would be I assume I would be going out with women, but I wouldn't be trying to be so romantic. Mm. Or making an attempt to sustain a relationship. Mm. Mm. So now moving on, do you have any Resent, resentments about the marriage about being married in general maybe i don't know it's because of the marriage mm-hmm. mm, but i wish i had like more money to spend for myself mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. yeah that's someone can definitely say that's because someone can make the argument it's not 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 because of a marriage but rather because of having a family mm. When I was in 2017 I was at Elena which is for the listeners of Abai in Osaka and I met this woman from Saudi Arabia and she was doing her PhD in Kyoto University mm. and she told me that she also doesn't want to get married because she feels that being around people is a burden <laughs> yeah? but being on your own and depending on yourself the only person to let down and to disappoint is yourself mm. but when you're around people not only can you disappoint them but they also tend to disappoint you mm. 
and maybe it's the same thing with, with money as well it's like you're the one like for you for instance you're the one who goes to a company every day from morning to evening mm. you come back and most of that money if not all of it is spent for the family not for you, you know? mm. so i understand that <laughs> that pain you must feel that frustration you must feel you know mm. yeah 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 that, that's a very heavy burden to, to bear but then it's like what would you do otherwise going back to the thought of being single yeah yeah like what what would you do maybe yeah maybe you can travel but okay if there was no corona you might have gone traveling maybe spend that money on buying more flattering yeah. clothes for yourself if you if you were inclined to do that yeah maybe mm. those things i used to do mm. when i was single mm. like after graduating from university mm. yeah i used to spend all my salary for buying things mm. for myself mm. or just traveling yeah yeah. Mm. yeah so it's because i've never been single as an adult i've never been single so i don't know what i would do if i was single what would i do with my income mm. you know, i i really have no idea i'm really I'm not interested in traveling like most people, you know. Mm. <laughs> I'm really not interested in traveling that much. Mm. Yeah, so maybe what would I do? I really don't know what I would do if I had it. Okay, moving on. Next question. What expectations do you have of marriage? Okay, I think this is more interesting. If you were asked to design a perfect marriage, what mm. would that look like for you? Oh, me. Mm. I really feel like mm. I can't keep work mm. eight hours a day, mm-hmm. every so, day. So that means like being a housewife would be more appealing to you? Not really housewife, mm. because I like to be outside of the house. I mean, but I don't mean housewife, like just staying in the house. I mean like, of course you have other, you can go outside, it's not like you're locked in the house, but just yeah. no, no job, no employment. Maybe part-time is good. Mm. Yeah, because being with your child all the time mm-hmm. is also tiring mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you can't have a proper conversation mm-hmm. with anyone mm-hmm. that's uh, really <laughs> mm, that's also hard mm-hmm. so maybe like you know having a part-time job not every day maybe like three days or four days in a week mm-hmm. for like a few hours mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's a good thing mm-hmm. you can have a conversation with adults and also making some money mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah the thing you said about spending being with kids alone <laughs> all the time is actually mentally exhausting mm-hmm. and it's not just that you don't just want to be around people you want to be around people you can communicate with mm-hmm. so like for instance when you were living in, in Saga in Kyushu mm-hmm. and you moved to Osaka mm-hmm. before me so you could find your job Mm. Raha into daycare mm. and I was alone in Saga for two months mm-hmm. I wasn't really seeing people I was just seeing kids because I teach kids mm. so for most of the week I wasn't talking to anyone but mm. kids Mm-mm. and I remember I was feeling so lonely so <laughs> so lonely it was actually it was physically painful <laughs> but it's like someone might say but you're around kids all the time you're around mm. all the time but that's not the point I need to have a conversation we need to have a conversation <laughs> yeah, so i i understand that i totally understand that especially when you know our daughter she's only one she'll be two very soon mm. but she she can't talk you can't a child at this age 
isn't a human being. It's not a human being. It's a, it's okay. This is a human becoming. It's becoming a human being. You know, it's becoming a human being. <laughs> In the sense of that, mm. the only thing this child can say mm. are straight facts. You know, mm. you know what I mean. It's like that's water. That's, water. that's a dog. That's a dog. Like, I have shit myself. <laughs> Yen. Now I have to put a hundred yen. <laughs> Why? Because I said a bad word. Ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, so you can't you can't have a conversation with someone who only speaks facts. Mm. You need to have ideas and opinions and mm. <laughs> express emotions. And of course, a child can express emotions, but it's just a child isn't mm. angry. A child becomes anger. You know what I mean? Mm. Like when Raha is angry, she doesn't say I'm angry. She doesn't. She actually jumps up and down and mm. ah, she's screaming you know, because it's like her whole body is anger. You know, it's like <laughs> and when she's happy also, it's like she's laughing with her whole body. You know, it's not just yeah. laughing with her face. Like mm, yeah. So yeah, I see that. I see. I see why having being alone with a kid all the time can be exhausting. Even. Mm. Even for me, like there's some days, there've been days in the past when you've left, you've gone to work, and I had a day off, mm. and I just stayed here with Raha. Mm. And those days were actually really exhausting. Mm. Yeah, even though we went out for a walk, which I usually do, just going to the to the park. Mm-hmm. Just being with her for the whole day and having to deal with her tantrums, <laughs> that's so exhausting. Especially yeah. when she's sleeping, then she just starts getting pissed off at everything. Mm. You know, that's yeah. so exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay. And say so. Then we move on to. What is it like being a mother? Oh, being a mother. Mm-hmm. Like maybe sacrifice your time. Mm-hmm. Mm. And also like always thinking about how to raise your kid all the time, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Mm. What do you mean thinking about how to raise your kid all the time? Just Okay, on Saturday, mm-hmm. I usually take care of her alone. Mm-hmm. And also, I do like housework. Mm-hmm. So I always thinking like, what am I supposed to do this? How I like, you know, like maybe Laha is going to sleep around this time. So I have to do these things when she's asleep. Mm-hmm. Mm. And like, what she's gonna eat mm-hmm. for lunch, mm-hmm. dinner, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then before she gets hungry, mm-hmm. I I start cook her food. Mm-hmm. Mm. What should I cook? Mm-hmm. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Mm. There's something I've noticed about my life growing up, growing up back in Kenya as a kid. It's that the mother being at least in my family the mother my mother seemed like she was present quite a lot she was around us quite a lot so our mother was kind of the person who just like you said was responsible for thinking about how we were raised mm. because the husband my father was always busy mm. you know he was always working he was he was a company man for a long time he was a banker so mm. he was always very busy mm. and uh, so it's the same thing that you're speaking about where my mother had to think about what could be done when we were not around to interrupt her mm. duties her responsibilities mm. so 
of course growing up it was different than here because we had maids growing up so the maids were like would, mm. you know do the laundry do the dishes clean up the house mm-hmm. unlike here whereby you you can't have a maid in japan unless you're really really rich right yeah super yeah. rich you have to be super rich to have a maid in japan right mm. so now you have to be responsible for her on your own and unlike kenyan even though okay let's even as look at what people will call poor in quotes like the people who live in villages in kenya mm. the people who live in villages don't raise kids on their own what they do is like the community raises the child mm. so maybe because you live in a village your auntie lives very close your mm. uncle lives very close mm. so these people all help the mother raise the child mm. so the mother is never alone she's never left alone with the child mm. right but here in japan it's like you you have to be a career woman mm. a, a wife and a mother at the same time mm. which is overwhelming <laughs> which is overwhelming no one can do that. Mm. <laughs> I that i feel that's why people in the modern world lose mm. their minds mm. because no one wants to take it's like the only person you trust to take care of your child is someone who has been trained mm. and is being paid to watch your child that's yeah. what you have to take care mm. <laughs> you can't leave your child with your neighbor mm. <laughs> no 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 <laughs> yeah when i was in in university in usa mm. i was when i was staying in the apartment with my brother there was one time when i don't know what happened but the neighbor just came and knocked on my door mm. and the, the, she had her, her, her son or daughter i don't remember and she just told me i'm going shopping watch my daughter for me watch my son for me. <laughs> and she just left me with the kid it just went you know like she, i've never even spoken this so maybe once or twice i spoke to mm-hmm. her it's like you hold my kid i'm coming back okay you know it's just okay it's like you, you trust someone that much with your child you know that mm. means that woman must have come from the village mm. whereby that's a common thing to do but of course in the city in nairobi unless you know each other very well like mm. of course where i grew up in, with my with my family in karen which is a nicer part of nairobi we knew our neighbors very well mm. so actually like i was telling this one in a previous episode that i've slept in all the houses around my parents house i'm mm. actually sleeping in all those houses mm-hmm. that's how much we know each other so our parents trust us with those with my neighbors parents mm-hmm. you know with my neighbors right mm-hmm. but in those situations in usa you in mm-hmm. my apartment i didn't know my neighbor Mm. But she left me with her son, her baby. What is your opinion? Can't imagine that. <laughs> it was so strange. It was so strange. But it was it was okay mm. because he wasn't crying. Mm-mm. I think he was about maybe a few months old, a few not one year, a few months. Mm-mm. So he wasn't really crying. He was just I was just holding him while doing something on the computer. Mm. He would just look at me and then he fell asleep. <laughs> and then she came back and took him and she said thank you. Mm-mm. That was nice, but I in Japan I can't imagine doing that. Yeah, we never had so. Yeah, right. It's mm. like we don't even know our neighbors' names. No. We see them but we don't even know their names. Mm. I feel so bad, you know? Like I see this women mm. like I see them in the elevator sometimes. It's mm. just like, "Oh, konnichiwa." It's like so awkward, you know. Mm. Yeah, even <laughs> greeting is kind of awkward. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so. Mm. yeah, so I think the modern being living in the modern world is very very hard. Mm. You expected to be everything at the same time. Mm. Everything. And so there's something my mother told me a few last year maybe this I don't remember. She said that in the past and maybe even her and my father is that in a traditional household the man makes the rules. Mm. And the woman enforces the rules. Mm. What that means like for instance me can say okay today I've decided mm. Raha is going to sleep from 9 o'clock. Mm. Right? Mm. And not maybe when Raha is older maybe like she's 10 years old mm. and she doesn't want to sleep at 9 she wants mm. to sleep at 10. 
you tell her she has sleep at night and you realize mm. she asks why your only job is stay because dad said so mm. you know mm. <laughs> maybe that things were working i don't know if things were working better that way but that's what my mother says makes sense that's how it should be in the, in the house Mm-hmm. The man makes the rules and the woman enforces the rules. The woman is the man is like the government and the woman is like the police, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, maybe. So now that you are married to a foreigner. Mm. What is it like raising a half a biracial child in Japan, which in Japan biracial children are called hafu? half which is just mm, uh, a japanization of the word half <laughs> so half so what is it like raising a biracial child in japan um she's still too young so maybe i don't feel so like you know special mm-hmm. to have a biracial kid mm. but maybe when she is grown up as like a, you know a shogakusei one elementary school elementary school student mm. Maybe it's going to be so obvious. What do you mean? Like, you know, kids really have like conversations. Yeah. Then like they talk about appearance yeah. maybe a lot. Mm-hmm. And then in Japan if you look different, mm-hmm. it's going to be a kind of a target mm-hmm. to talk about. Mm. So maybe Yeah. I don't know in the good good meanings or bad meanings, yeah. but maybe she's going to be a target of like their talks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm, first. Yeah, but I don't know how extreme that is in Japan. Of course I've had anecdotes here and there are stories up from people. Mm. Uh, like one of my friends was telling me that mm. his kids mm. don't want him to speak english when his friends when they when his kids don't want him to speak english mm. when their friends when the children's friends are near mm. because they feel embarrassed mm. and you know i wonder that's 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 a very unique thing it's like no one wants to be different in any way you know <laughs> everyone wants to be the same <laughs> mm, that's japan yeah, everyone wants to be exactly the same yeah that's very yeah. japan yeah and you know like It's one thing I feel like even if you're half white mm. there's some half white kids who can claim to be Japanese because they don't really look half something. Mm-hmm. There's some half people who tell you they're half and you're like no you're not you know you don't look half at all you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But if you're half black there's no escaping that. There's no escaping mm-hmm. being half you know. Mm-hmm. It's obvious for everyone. Mm-hmm. So maybe this is why for some half black people I've seen in Japan they are overtly expressive of their difference you know what i mean they want to show their difference so much mm. maybe it's like when they were young they were told they were trying so hard to be japanese or be at some point they realized mm, mm, i mm. can't be that let me just stop caring let mm, me just mm. completely stop caring mm, they have people i've seen in japan they're so this it sounds bad but it's not bad they seem so loud mm. they seem so uh, tough tough yes tough mm. also they seem so colorful colorful i mean they're dressing they were they dressing mm. they don't look like they they're not trying to look at japanese at all mm, you know? mm, mm, maybe they're trying to look like american hip hop artists oh, you know? yeah, yeah. or maybe they're trying to look like uh, the african like the afro afro afrobeat artists yeah like there's one woman i know who's a half nigerian mm. and she always wears braids mm, mm. and she always wears the african clothes mm. but she's never been to africa mm. 
I mean, maybe she has, but maybe, but definitely not. Not she hasn't lived there. Just maybe mm-hmm. traveling. I'm not sure. But she she's making an effort to look African. You know, mm. <laughs> she's making a big effort to look African. Yeah. yeah, maybe that makes her feel easier. I think. Yeah, it's much easier. Mm. Yeah, I assume it's much easier. I don't know. I f- somehow I feel like being uh, biracial with like white people mm-hmm. is kind of like priority. What do you mean? To be to become a model mm-hmm. in Japan, that's very common. Mm-hmm. Like even people around me mm-hmm. used to say, like you know, like. If you are a biracial with white people, mm-hmm. you could be a model. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. People use like say such things, and then I see even Instagram. I have my daughter's account. Mm-hmm. I see many like biracial kids with white people mm-hmm. is doing a like kids model, mm-hmm. 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 and many companies give them offer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. I think that's the that's the case in most countries. Even I think with um, Hollywood is the most powerful media force in the world, mm, 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 mm. and so Hollywood has created a standard of beauty for mm. the world to try and mimic. Mm, 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 mm. So even in Kenya, like if you were to put a black person and a white person next to each other, who's more attractive? I think many people, at least who live in the cities, mm. would just say it's the white person who's more attractive. Mm. <laughs> just like why? No one knows why. <laughs> it's like why is is that face attractive more than the black face or an Asian face? Mm. No one. Maybe you, I don't think people can pinpoint exactly why. It's mm. that we've just been seeing these faces for so long mm. that we just think that's what attractive looks like. You know? uh, maybe it looks a bit different. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> this is a different story, but I remember when I was a kid. Of course, in Kenya we watch so much American stuff. Mm. Most of what you is just American TV. Mm-hmm. And in those TV, because as a kid you don't watch many movies with bad scenes. You know, you're a kid, you just watch like Disney movies and stuff. Mm. And I used to think mm. white people don't go to the toilet. Toilet? Yeah. <laughs> because they never show that in movies, right? In Disney movies. So, yeah. yeah. So I remember thinking, I don't know, if I asked a friend or, or my parents, someone, mm. the white people go to the toilet. <laughs> so I'd never seen that. <laughs> oh yeah, these new stories. I remember one yeah. thing. I used to dream about, like you know, yeah. to be married yeah. with, like you know, handsome yeah. and rich person. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Man. Yeah, of course, of course, that's the way the world is. Mm. Yeah. Like all of a sudden, I find someone who is really, like you know, handsome and then like, being rich. Mm. Yeah. So I'll be like, yeah, you know, like princess. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, raising a bi- what raising a biracial child? I don't, I don't know. For me personally, mm. maybe nowadays I, mm? it's not that hard like my parents expected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there, there are things that happen that I do that I still do find odd, not mm. bad, not necessarily bad. Mm. Uh, so there was one occurrence that happened to us when we were in Saga. We were in the mall, Yume Town, in the mall, and a bunch of people took a picture of me and Raha. You remember that time they were, we were in Nitori, which is a furniture store? Oh yeah, and yeah, yeah. And there were yeah. some guys at like the other young side, kids. Yeah, maybe like university kids. Mm-hmm. They just randomly took a picture of us. Mm. That made me feel so bad. Mm. But then, when I was in Osaka Castle Park a few a few weeks ago, or a few months ago, I was playing with Raha, and this old man, a Japanese man, he was looking at Raha and laughing, you know, like, oh, kawaii, she's cute, she's cute. And he asked me, can I take a picture of you and your daughter? 
And I was like, okay, cool. I did care. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't know. Maybe it's that like, of course, he wants to take a picture of her because probably just because she's half. I don't. That's mm-hmm. why, right? Maybe. But if he didn't ask, I think I would have reacted badly. Mm-hmm. I think I might have walked up to him and said like, hey, dude, like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> but if it's, I feel like when someone asks me, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, I don't see why not. I don't see why not. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe that's the only thing I find weird in Japan that people want to take a picture of your child because they have I haven't felt anything other than that I haven't experienced anything negative about having a biological child in Japan. Maybe it's also because you're black mm-hmm. in Japan. What do you mean? Like maybe in, in Osaka you see many like Africans mm-hmm. but like even in Osaka mm-hmm. where I grown up mm. I'd never seen black people living around mm. so it's kind of rare mm. to see black people mm. still mm-hmm. even now mm-hmm. mm. and like having a kids mm. 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 having a kid it's it's not really common thing mm. to see mm-hmm. so like I don't know that's why like still people want to take a picture of you and Raha because I've never had like you know like from my friend Emma mm-hmm. who is Malaysian mm-hmm. to be taken a photo like that yeah but maybe her father maybe she lost her parents oh because of course Raha won't remember oh yeah <laughs> she won't remember but this. maybe <laughs> she was been told I don't yeah, know yeah I don't like why would I wouldn't tell Raha that like why unless she asked oh. it, wouldn't, it wouldn't even come up in my mind you know mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah Mm. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't. Yes, it is. It is hard. It is. I mean, it's not hard. It's not hard. It's not hard. for me personally. Mm. It's not hard having a biological child. But then again, for me, like this is something that I always think about you mm. and Ra. When I think, I I live in Japan, and everyone around me, most people around me are Japanese people. Mm. But when I come home and I see you, I don't feel like I'm talking. I'm living with a Japanese person. I feel like I'm living with Yumiko. Like mm-hmm. everyone else is Japanese, but she's just Yumiko. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? <laughs> and when I see Raha, mm-hmm. I don't see a biracial child. I just see Raha. <laughs> just see Raha. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and maybe that's... Mm-hmm. Maybe when you know someone, yeah, I think it's not maybe. This is definitely a fact. When you know someone, all those layers of categor- categorization you, that most people have for other people start to fall away. Mm-hmm. Like, f- like uh, the way I'm talking about you. Mm. Of course you're Japanese, you're Asian. Mm. But because I've come to know you, mm. that those two layers, Asian, Japanese, mm. really don't even race in, in my mind anymore. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? like, people like people tell me like when I meet a, 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 a random guy mm. or a girl and I tell them, "Oh, my wife is Japanese." Mm-hmm. And they're like, "Do you like Asian women?" <laughs> you know, it's like I, I don't even think like what? You know, it's maybe well, maybe in the past when I was in university I might have said yes. Mm-hmm. But now I'm like, like Asian women, what do you mean? What do you mean? <laughs> you know, that's just typical. She's not Asian, that's typical. That's typical. <laughs> yeah. I was asked to some kind of that kind of <laughs> question so many times. <laughs> do, do you like black guys? Yeah. Like what? <laughs> Do you like Africans? Yeah, yeah. What? Yeah, like those layers fall away. Yeah. They fall away very quickly with time. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, it's like you either like someone and the layers fall away mm. or you 
you despise some or i think if you just kind of dislike someone mm-hmm. the layers become thicker mm. you know what i mean like let's Don't say really. there's someone you have a bad experience with but not so bad but just you have some a kind of a not so good experience with someone mm. then you that person maybe he's tanzanian or ugandan mm. you will start saying i hate ugandans why because that guy that guy uh, is ugandan right uh, okay <laughs> right oh, but if you have now a really a really really bad experience, like a terrible experience with someone the layers fall away again mm. now it's not it's not a ugandan or a japanese or a mm. kenyan it's that person mm. that person is really bad mm. right so yeah. i think it's like it's you either love someone to, to take away the layers or you really really hate someone to take away the layers you know <laughs> you in between the layers are thick yeah. <laughs> the layers are thick in between mm. yeah. Yeah. yeah i agree with that mm. Mm. What is it like being married to a foreigner? I think this is the last question we're closing in. Yeah. Uh. Oh. Like beginning I used to be like kind of like s- because of the questions I've been asked from people around me. Mm. I felt like my life is kind of different. Mm-hmm. Like my marriage is very different. Mm-hmm. And special but it's just a like, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I start realizing like like foreigners even though you say foreigners mm. when you married there's no like you know such things yeah like yeah, yeah. like he, just human being yeah yeah mm. not, not just human being it's like all marriages are the same everywhere you, know? mm. <laughs> you have the same problems like if i have a problem with you mm. and maybe i might discuss that problem with a married friend he, he or she will probably say yeah I go through the same thing, you know, <laughs> <laughs> even though their spouse isn't Japanese, you know, Mm-mm. it's like, yeah, all married couples have the same problems, you know, it's because it's a human interaction, it's not a foreigner versus Japanese interaction, mm. you know, it's not a Kenyan versus Japanese inter- interaction. Yeah, maybe only the beginning, how mm. you date, like, the way you date with foreigner mm. is, obviously, I, th- I think it's different because yeah. Japanese are not really, like, you know, telling how to say expressive yeah 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 they're not expressive mm. so that's the different mm. only different thing mm-hmm. but i felt that there was only the beginning mm-hmm. 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 but i think also i've seen many like you know people who i saw a book mm. is about being like you know married mm. the foreigner mm. Mm. like my husband and like a foreigner mm-hmm. title I forgot mm-hmm. that book made people think like oh it's a very different thing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. and then maybe because of that that kind of book or like people who talk about mm-hmm. married foreigner thing like people think start to think it's something special mm-hmm. uh, like i i also had a good image mm-hmm. image of being married mm-hmm. to a foreigner mm-hmm. like they are romantic or such things you mm-hmm. know mm. mm-hmm. but i think it it's only like the beginning mm-hmm. <laughs> uh. yeah, yeah yeah it's definitely you know, it's all the also maybe it, despite it being different even though it's okay there, there might be differences in between 
untypical Japanese marriage and a Japanese and foreigner marriage in the sense that of course the foreigner brings their own cultural background into the marriage right mm, mm. things that maybe a Japanese man or woman might not have done in the marriage or mm. expected from the marriage mm. but with time you as the Japanese you get accustomed Mm. to those differences to the point where by they no longer seem like a difference anymore mm. they just become a part of your life mm. so even though from the outside maybe something that for you is normal every day because it happens in a house every mm. day it's mm. just normal this is how mm-hmm. Oscar and I interact with each other mm-hmm. but when your friends see that they might think wow that's so you know it's, it's so weird when you do that mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah yeah I guess that's it I hope we will we will do this again in the future <laughs> I, mean, I think it was awkward in the beginning. Yeah, I don't know how do I start like. <laughs> but I think you you don't put your words then. You know, you get used to it like this and I also didn't know what we're doing in the beginning but we just yeah. get used to it asking questions. Yeah, yeah. Having stories in between. You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I really enjoyed this. Thank you so much and I hope to have you here next time. Okay, and for the listeners that was an episode with Oscar Ruto and Yumiko Ruto my lovely wife that I've spoken to spoken about on the podcast several times in the past. So the reason that's why Jason is in here I think he has mentioned in the past that he has been moving and moving in Japan is quite exhausting as mm. Yumiko, you know. Yeah. It's very yes. hard. Mm. There's so many contracts you have to sign <laughs> and you have to see the landlord and the uh, what is it? Real estate agents. Yeah, you have mm. to see them several times and discuss yeah. so many things, especially now mm. that Jason is a foreigner. Yeah. His fiance is also a foreigner. So that means double the mm. problems in the world. <laughs> yeah. More complicated. Yeah, more complicated. Yeah. So that's why he hasn't been able to be here this week. But of course, he is grateful that this is happening, that we can do this despite him not being here. And he is grateful to the listeners for always having his back. And always listening to the episode as they come down the line we'll see here here again next week on dreams x trash goodbye bye bye and the bus or train isn't where it's supposed to be yet. Here's an idea. Open your browser. Type in dreamsxtrash.com and free yourself from the clothes of boredom. Up on that beautifully titillating website, you will find everything you need regarding dreamsxtrash. Our Instagram, our Facebook, our YouTube, our LinkedIn, our Twitter, more and more content to free you from the clutches of boredom. Go ahead, type it in. Go for a ride. Jason has some really interesting things up for you on YouTube. Check it out. You'll thank me later.